Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. This is Season 5, Episode 21, When the Preacher is a Narcissist, Spotting Spiritual Abuse in the Church and or Cult. You don't have to have shame for your emotions. People call them demons. It's not. Because I guarantee you can't even figure out what emotion it is you're feeling. Because as an empath, you've been feeling everyone else's because they've been projecting it onto you. Spiritual abuse, for me, is more the vampire. Where you are deliberately sucking mm. the life out of somebody. Because you know that they're not awakened and you're controlling them. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Narcissists can drive you into such a mentally exhausted and deep depressive state that you can start to develop unhealthy coping mechanisms. I've been there. I tried to drown myself in alcohol. And when I left my narcissist, I found talk therapy to be extremely beneficial for me to process and identify that I was being abused. If you are having any thoughts of self-harm or life is meaningless, then I strongly recommend that you reach out for help and speak to a professional. This is why I specifically chose, out of all the sponsors, BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs. And then you are matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything Yushi. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. The link is in the show notes. Does your church leader really have your best interest in mind? In this episode today, we're going to speak to our guest who experienced being raised in a fundamentalist cult. Kelly Yeager is a fellow narcissist abuse survivor and spiritual warrior, was raised in a fundamentalist cult, and is slowly rebuilding her life and embracing the magic of the here and now. She is an author on Medium, so if you love to read articles, on Medium, the app, or you can find her at medium.com forward slash at K-Y-E-A-G-S 75. And of course, as a disclaimer, this episode is nothing against Jesus, God, the church body at large. It is specifically pointing out when your preacher is a narcissist or when you experienced spiritual abuse as a child being raised in a cult. And the reason why we're talking about this today is because spiritual abuse in the church can be very difficult to detect as it sometimes masquerades as pious help from a trusted religious leader. The guilt is very covert in the manipulative tactics are very covert. So if you're concerned about a preacher's behavior or maybe you have no idea and maybe this episode will wake you up to some of the things you experienced as a child and maybe that's why let's say talking about 
the G word or going to church is very triggering because you experienced the spiritual abuse. So learning about it, hearing about it, it all helps us heal and to be able to move forward into a better way and a healthier relationship with a higher consciousness. So let's go into the conversation. Welcome, Kelly, to the Empath and Narcissist podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I read your email and was blown away. I said, we need to have her on because I know so many people maybe have not experienced as an extreme and traumatic experience as you, but certainly can relate to it in micro doses. And that's the danger, right? A lot of us experience it in micro doses versus being slapped in the face with this overt controlling and domineering type of culture they were raised in. Yes. So as we open, just to get a feel for where you're coming from, we're going to be talking about how to overcome surviving spiritual abuse, which I think is really key and important. This is like a big, giant monster we have yet to unravel, and there's so much control in the different religions and people. Can you tell a little bit about your backstory? I was raised in a very legalistic, fundamentalist, non-denominational, which means they don't fit into any category. They are their own thing. So very special cult. I mean, anything can be defined as a cult, but that's what we were classified as. Their main principles were no medical intervention, trust in God for everything. Mm-hmm. Women are subservient and very, very much based in dualism and it's stories all this time as old as the bible right yeah and, uh, like there's no pants women couldn't wear pants women stayed home you had you were there to procreate and just like a movie but, uh, except we weren't raised like the amish on a farm we were raised in the middle of a city so okay. you had all of that exposure so it was definitely an interesting background I know that there's so much brainwashing and control that's needed for everyone to comply with these very extreme rules in a very modern time. So I can imagine even more so being in the middle of a city, a lot more brainwashing and like daily rituals, like daily things just to keep you in that fog. Um, In a way, though, if you compare it to something like the Amish where they do not intermingle at all. It couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I can find a positive in ever anything. I'm such a Pollyanna, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it did give you a little bit of a background so that you could segue out of the mm-hmm. religion, you know, so there was exposure to that. And so thinking like, what is that M. Night, whatever that movie is, The Village, where it was kind of like that, where the worldly, 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 and now I have a completely different, you know, once you start to expand your consciousness and you understand those dimensions and everything, the brain, the mind, you take on a whole new meaning of being in the world and not of it. So yeah, you could, yeah. as, as when you first awaken to what your childhood was and everything, the rage, the rage, and then, then you have to go back and unpack it. And yeah, I just kind of adapted the same attitude that I had about what happened to me as a child, that it happened to me and it made me who I am. It was never about what happened to me, the abuse. It was about how I was made to feel. So when they tell you, we never forget how we were made to feel. And that's that's what builds our empathy even more. Because I I firmly believe everyone is born an empath. 
and and mm-hmm. the more you dig into the Bible, the more you dig into narcissism, everything, it's you you have a, a, a deeper understanding of what the spirit is. It's the fuel for this vessel. The vessel is a holy temple. And the soul is always there. The soul is your innate. And children come out and they are soul-based living. And then the trauma happens because we all know what the world's like. And the spirit comes along Mm -hmm. and it says, hey, this is just a game. I'll give you all the tricks to navigate this plane. You just have to give me your soul. Yeah, or maybe better put, trust me. I do believe everyone and everybody can change. And especially in religious cultures, it becomes that generational spiritual abuse. It is literally an attachment to a person's soul, their aura, whatever you want to call it. And I I really try not to focus so much on the fear. I, I wrote a poem where about the devil. Hmm. And I said, the devil I never knew was the devil I lived, because what's devil backwards? Lived. Satan's sleeper cell. A holy temple craves somatic release. No need for anxiety to increase. I made the devil cry. Looked him straight in his dead, flat, lifeless eyes. Threw him right to the floor, a weapon, shiny and sharp. A metallic bore. Knee to the chest. Look at this mess. I know that you know I am blessed. You create chaos and war. That's not who we are at the core. You think I don't know me? Open your heavy lids. Now you see. Take a look. I pack my own wings. Look, no strings. Fiery hooves prancing on the mental inside disapproves. You said my birth was a curse? Spit on me, a Bible verse. Paul's side, a thorn, a sheep that was shorn. Angelic horn, a frequency, a divine blast. Leave the past in the past. All shadows must flee to the light. Just go, surrender, give up the fight. For my God is love, grounded in Gaia, powered by most high above. Three times three, bundled as me. Salvation was always mine. I only needed to grow a spine. Freedom's a dance when you grant love a chance. I found my twin, ancient archives buried deep within. Every day is win, win, win. My body, my voice, my choice. No more red spilt. A new foundation's been built. Oh, hypnotic devil, seek eternal rest. We're letting love do what is always known best. Divine hands on the wheel, revelation, reflection, and heal. No more joy will you steal. Kelly Yeager's December 27th entry, Medium Poem. Your natural anxiety relief starts today. As Camilla Smith shares on episode 89 of the podcast, what we consume in our body directly affects our brain and stress. Muscle tension from repressed anxiety, irritability, and overwhelm are all side effects of trapped negative emotions in your body. You can get relief and feel your best with their research-backed supplements and feel a reduction of anxiety within one week of using Become. I take it and it is amazing. Try it now and get one-on-one expert support that addresses the root of your worry and anxiousness. Use code RAVEN30 for 30% off your first full month 
joinbecome.co. That's joinbecome.co. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for your podcast and book. It is helping me through this dark period. Thank you for sharing your story, end quote. I have heard this countless of times, and I am so grateful. My guidebook is to serve you in your healing journey, and it weaves my story into lessons and is a must-read on your self-discovery journey. I've included 20-plus healing resources, such as guided meditations, exercises, and journal prompts to heal and to understand your human design and some astrology concepts as well. You can buy your copy of my book, Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, Manipulation, and learn how to live your true self with Human Design 101 on Amazon and listen on Audible. And if you've read my book and you're wondering how to interpret your human design chart as I cover that in chapter 12, I'd be happy to read your chart for you. Click the link in the show notes for your human design reading. Don't forget, for a limited time only, you can grab your free copy on Audible. Just sign up in the link in the show notes and I will email you your own special code to redeem your free copy and why did we come here we came here literally to experience human emotions and we can't handle it we're afraid of emotions like look at look at any man you've ever talked to there's like three things they're afraid of the mafia their mother and their feelings <laughs> like it's it's like sir i mean i have to laugh sometimes because i'm just yeah. i can't i can't who wrote this story like oh my goodness i, I don't have it's a so choice basic. but to laugh right? Yeah. Like it, it is, we come right. And, and that's the whole point of the journey is you come completely back 360 to, oh, I was right as a child. I stood up for myself. I didn't. And I question why. And as parents, and, and I watch it, I watch it every day in my own children's lives. And there's no greater pain than watching your cycle play out in your yeah, own children's true. lives. And I tell my daughter all the time, do not have children unless you are prepared for a mirror. Because anything that you have not resolved or recognized in your own childhood, it's right there. It's in your face. And, and I mean, it's hard. It is hard. We do work on it. My children are uh, grown adults. Yes. Yes. But we're all right. healing. And, and my son had similar trauma and, and that I, my reality shattered because all I ever wanted for my children was to never have to live. And I'm not saying that I didn't have good memories on that. Like I, I have 15 siblings. And the love that I have for them, there are no words. And that's part of your healing process. Like for me, what made it so much easier was when I finally, the mirror concept is a really painful one. Because when you're in the throes of healing, you're like, oh, like, no way, I'm not. And then that's the whole point of the game is they make you like them. So then you do things so you can understand their shame. We can look at it from a million different aspects. Like, oh, well, you have a shadow. No, that shadow was projected onto you. Yeah, I believe in a higher power. I do, but I don't believe that we're born broken, but it is what it is. And the, one of the hardest things I've had to learn to accept was my son is gay. And when the protests were happening at the military funerals for the guy that was gay, I was angry. Of course I am. I'm a mama bear. Like, and it was a military guy who said this to me. He said, that is their right though. He's like, I went to fight for this country so that people could protest. And I didn't like the message when I heard it, but it made me stop and think. And that's kind of how I am healing with my father. And I always kind of had like, I don't 
agree with it, but I can see the fundamentals because he is a changed man too. He's changed since when you were a child? He's still like the same, but he's, since my mother died, he's, his soft side Mm. is more prominent. And he always had a tendency to answer me. He didn't say, cause I said so. He would try Mm. to answer me, but I asked really hard questions when I was a kid and people don't like it. We don't, I mean, I didn't want to, I don't know why I do it. I just do like it just, it just, it's, it's the easy way. It's why people stop shadow work. It's exhausting. It's like, I'm like, when is this going to end? Like what else? So I have to flip the narrative on that too. But back to what I was saying about my father and the church that I was raised in. It's like, that is their right to believe that way. I can view it as spiritual abuse. It is, but they don't know it. They don't, people don't have that deep level because they didn't go through hell. Like you, survival is going through hell. You have no hope. You're, Mm -hmm. you're, I think of the, Jesus wept. When you realize that everything that you, the physical pain, the, all of that that you endured was for, well, everyone has their own interpretation what it's for. I divided into two camps, even though I hate to even say the word division is you have those who think life is a game and the other, us, I think when we have officer, we realize it's a school. Don't graduate mm-hmm. till you learn all the lessons and then you can play the game. And I think that's where a lot of the awakening and past are realizing as we're, we agree to this role to be light workers. We have to anchor in the light. We're the forerunners. We're the way showers. Like, oh, yeah, us. Good idea. But <laughs> we get the most bombardment, right? From yeah. the evil to try and keep us down. So that's why I'm always sharing with the audience to keep your unique light shining because you're here for that. Stop letting yeah. that immature narcissist keep you down because that's just another tactic. And also another lesson. Yeah, it's another lesson to remember why you're here. But as we're going through this, like, we can get really icky with what people's definitions of ascension are and everything we're grounding in the light is now we're awakened and other Mm -hmm. people go back to sleep because that's kind of how the karma, the wheel of fortune, whatever you want to call it, works out. Can you still be that empathetic being that you've always been now knowing what you know? And that is a true test. Because now it it actually gives me empathy for the people who played the roles in my story. Like, dear Lord, Kelly, you were asleep for 47 years. And, and the bottom line is you become, and I don't even like the word addict. Change your, we, we're all realizing that words, tough love doesn't work. And words mean everything. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. We are in the habit of suffering. We're in the habit of thinking that we are not worthy. We're in it. So and you're so in the throes of it because that's all you learn. And I think a lot of us forerunners, way showers are now waking up and realizing I don't have to suffer. I am worthy. Like, okay, I agree to ground in this light, but I don't have to be poor. Money is not evil. What people do with it is evil. Yeah, that's definitely it. There's so many false narratives to keep certain people poor and just speaking about money and other people keeping to hold on to the purse strings of the majority of the money. But once you break through that narrative and anything in life, abundance is all around you. You just have to open up and allow yourself to feel worthy enough to receive it. Mm -hmm. And it's right there. And you, you define what's abundant. Like people would look at my lifestyle, like, oh, you're mooching off your kids. No, I'm, I am taking a sabbatical. My body, I could barely even walk down steps. I, the, the health conditions that I don't even go to doctors anymore. I'm completely off medication. I, I have a healer that I work with 
And I would recommend to anyone to do energy healing. And now I do a special type of therapy, which is custom. When you view your body as, because we'll look at it like anything, because we're so desperate to stop the rumination. We're so desperate to stop the pain. Yeah. Um, and your pain I, you feel was, was that from all of the years of trauma? I feel like I went to like a convenience store, you know, how you order from a menu and whether it was all me or other people adding on, it was like, eh, 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 pick everything. And mm. when I started awakening, I had really supernatural experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and when was this? When did you get out of when I got the vaccination, my body, it wrecked my body. I am very, very sensitive to prescription. I'm sensitive to everything. And people could say, oh, it's because you read it or it's not because I would start looking after I had the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you were raised or, without any medicine, correct? Mm-hmm. So our yeah. pain threshold is very, very high. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started reading about the body keeps the score to understand that everything is all emotions trapped. And then I started ever since I was a kid, I was always really, really interested in family history. Mm. I would just be like, dad, tell me more. My mother very rarely talked about her family. Interesting. They were a huge, huge part of raising us, my aunts and uncles, but she didn't really talk about her childhood. But Were your parents raised in the cult? My mother, were, her parents were, okay. and they left. And they had four children in the hospital. And then they came back when my mom was about like 12. Oh, okay. My father was raised in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just asking regarding, because there's a generational trauma, generational things that pass through epigenetics. Yes. Yes. DNA. You were were interested. My life changed when I had my DNA tested and I found some things out about our family background. Mm. And all of this happened before I became aware that... There are those of us who think life is school and others who think it's a game. And it's just like, I have to laugh at myself. I'm like, oh my God, I wasn't even blonde then. Like, how did I not? I mean, they say the game of life, Kelly. Like, how did you not put this together? It's, I was such a Pollyanna and I did really horrible things in my trauma responses. And then, and I had to get through the rage of that. Like, well, this didn't happen to me. This, and it's just like, it's a never ending cycle. And I just can't, I can't stay there. Like, it's not. Yeah, that's a complicated thing you want to talk to just before you move on. You say, you know, you did horrible things in a response. And I think that's where it gets people stuck. Is like, well, I did this horrible thing. I raged in response to my abuse. Like, but you can't be perfect. Like, nobody is perfect. And no one can just receive it like Jesus on the cross. Like, I don't know why that's always a standard. <laughs> because we're conditioned to think that's the only standard and the only way. But we're you're human and emotions are normal anger rage weeping crying that's a healthy response to when someone is treating you or you feel like you don't have any autonomy well understanding when you take the word sin out of the equation because when people are trying to heal they think oh my god i'm damned to hell i'm not number one there is no hell the only hell there is is between your two ears yes and (laughs) the brainwashing that you were given and it is literally hell when you're trying to piece together what the happen to you and no one will tell you the truth because they're too riddled in their shame. And I get it because like I said, the things that I did as a response, I'd rather go to my grave than ever say out loud. So you can understand it. And and I appreciate that lesson. I really do. Mm -hmm. But take the word sin out of the equation. 
understand that we came here to experience emotions and you don't have to have shame for your emotions, but you learn it's not about control. It's about mastering your emotions. It's about accepting them, understanding where they came from. People call them demons. It's not. Give it a name. Give it a name because it go go all the way back to the first time you felt that emotion. Because I guarantee you can't even figure out what emotion it is you're feeling. Because as an empath, you've been feeling everyone else's because they've been projecting it onto you. Yes. And once you start like, wait, how do I feel? No, that's not how I feel. That's that's my mother or that's my, and you learn to start doing that type of therapy. But I, I don't call it sin. I call it earning your moral compass. I, cause you, when you start understanding what the soul is, the soul is your heart. How did it make you feel? And it comes down to like, my mother had the basic things and ever again, 360. What are the golden rules of life? If you wouldn't like how it made you feel, don't do it to someone else. And then when your healing journey, it comes back to applying that to yourself, apply the golden rule to yourself. And just even look at, you go through your marriage, you go through your whole life and compare everything. And you're like, I just sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. But the thing is, most people don't understand about empaths. We are the scapegoats. We fought tooth and nail. So it wasn't just until you just got tired of it and you just did like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this will make them love me. And now we land here where... I, I have no desire for a relationship, but if I ever did again, the the dynamics would, no, it's 100-100. It's not 50-50. Like, times have changed. It's not, and people want to be needed. I can't stand being needed. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. Like, it's it's not, and, and especially when you have sexual abuse in your background, you think that is what defines how somebody likes you and You'll notice in your healing journey how even that changes because you don't need validation that way. And you understand we were taught that sex is so bad and it's so awful. It's not. It is a beautiful spiritual act. Mm-hmm. And yes. when you're, when you awaken, you, some people call them gifts. I like to say that they're innate abilities that we always had all along. They are and abilities. I, I, yes. Yeah. And they're upgrades. You receive upgrades the further your consciousness expands. Because I, I don't like the word gift and I don't like the word race because it puts this whole spirit of competition into it. And that's part of the reason why we are here. Like, no, I, I'm not special. I'm unique because I have a unique purpose. But everything that I have, you have too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we go back to everyone's listening and really resonating and we're all agreeing with you. And thank you for saying all of those things about the empaths because it's very affirming. Whoever we're with, whoever is interacting with us that's making us frustrated, depressed, holding us down, they're saying the opposite. And and I really appreciate you affirming the audience that way. Can you share with us a bit about, we talked around about the way about spiritual abuse. What are the signs that you would say to a friend or somebody, this is happening in your life, you're being spiritually abused. Like what are the signs of spiritual abuse? Well, just understand narcissism as a whole. You are a vessel, a spirit. I don't believe in Satan or the devil. I believe a spirit is, and if you give a spirit a name, it is an emotion. What I learned when you're talking about spiritual abuse how does it make you feel? Is it triggering something in you? When protection is not evoked around you, I guess would be the right word. Mm. 
you are open, especially when you come from a family that's a very spiritual family and very spiritually evolved. Because you could be brainwashed to think that that's normal, right? That that religion and way of life is normal. Everything's brainwashing to a degree. We, We pick and choose what we, everything's hypnotic. We, and that's why our words are so, our words are witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So if something spiritual abuse, what I consider spiritual abuse is the deliberate act of crushing another soul. Mm-hmm. So even the narcissist is experiencing spiritual abuse because you'll find that narcissists have a completely different perspective of the same story that you both live together. They don't remember. And that's when I started like, what the hell's happening here? They mm-hmm. literally don't remember because they are disassociated and checked out. I started like, wait a minute. They're literally saying the same exact words as something that was said when I was a kid. It's that spirit working through them. All of your relatives don't go on. We're taught in religion that you just go on to heaven and you, you don't. There's different planes. If you didn't pass the lesson, you pass the baton on to a child or you're just waiting to come back because there is limited bodies here on the planet. But spiritual abuse for me is more the vampire where you are deliberately Mm -hmm. sucking the life out of somebody because you know that they're not awakened and you're controlling them. Yes. Yes. Some people call them trackers. Some people call it like it is. Uh, I have found it's mostly with the people that awakened and chose to use their rage that way. Because the, the people that I was raised with, I don't think that my parents hated me. I don't think like, do you know what I mean? Like it's not, there's, there's a difference. Like they believe the way they believed. And they tried to teach it in a manner that they did. And they had their own trauma. They did. But the experiences that I had when I left home, I, I read a lot on Holocaust survivors and I stick with what they say. You have to live with what you did. And it's not my business. That to me is spiritual abuse. When, when you Mm -hmm. knowingly do something. Yeah. That's deep, deep, dark side. It is. It is. It's so hard to forgive. And what I've learned is it's mostly forgiving yourself for forgiveness in the Christian meaning. It's wordplay. Yeah. And I realized that what a lot of men would do, like, we're like, oh, when they discover spirituality, like, oh, live in the now, just have a one night. No, 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 no. That's wordplay. There is consequences for sleeping with people. There are consequences to your action. Are you being a negative in somebody else's life? What you do when you awaken determines your next role. That's Mm -hmm. karma. So forgive, forgive, forgive. They shove it down your throat. And then you're, you feel guilty because you have feelings because you were morally wronged. Mm -hmm. And I, I've really struggled with this. Like, how can I help someone else when they're in the throes of it is acceptance. You forgive yourself for not knowing better Mm -hmm. and accept that what was, was, and you can't change it. And you have to, you know, what was, was, what is, is, and tomorrow's a whole nother day. Like, it's not for you to worry about. Like, and, and, and then you come along further and realize that what is will be your tomorrow. So you become a sifter, a conscious sifter. And I stopped reading about narcissism and psychopaths and all that because you're, I'm just attracting it into my vibration. You know, yeah. like I, if there's, if it keeps when rumination is 
my, my brother took a gun and, and ended his life in August. Oh, so sorry. And uh, yes. And I know why. And I didn't know how to help him then. And I had to accept it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Because I think everything's my fault. That's what us empaths do. Well, like, yeah, I was going to say, empaths story. are always trying to help others. And we feel guilty if we can't. But you're right. It's each individual's path. We can only shine the light. And if that is going to be helpful, yeah. great. But we can't be feel well, responsible for everybody. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't fully understand the Claire's then. Because mm-hmm. I was just awakening to what I had as a child. Mm-hmm. My brother is very clairaudient and what okay. they will tell you that they will tell you you're, you're paranoid schizophrenic mm-hmm. and he, he was just trying to piece his life together. And the voices that he heard is how I started to piece together your lower astral plane. That's part of the reason why I don't do marijuana. I won't touch alcohol. I now know how to protect myself. I leave my body a lot. I'm really good at it. And that's part of the healing journey is staying in your body. Some people mm-hmm. call them spirit walkers. It's, we're just multidimensional beings. And if you don't know how to protect yourself and stay grounded, by, but you can still go home in your head. And we didn't know any of that. So he, yeah. wrote, I wrote a poem about it on mm-hmm. Medium. Uh, and I feel him. I'm not afraid of. Yeah. It's just part of the journey. And that's the spiritual abuse is deliberately triggering someone's traumas versus inadvertently, like they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And we all know that when we wake up, we just want to share everything. And it offends people. It scares them and it offends them. And well, that's why we do shows like this, because we've been outsiders our whole lives and (laughs) times are changing now. But at the end of the session, he pulled up a chair and he said, we need to talk about your salvation. Don't tell me I don't want geez, like what like and that's what it was. It was all a ploy. And then I put the pieces together who that spirit and what that spirit was then. This is I can laugh concept. about it. And I keep you keep bringing it up. So I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper. So let's say, you know how people who fall in love with narcissists will break up and then they like fall into the trap again. So you're saying possibly the concept is that same spirit, let's because the spirit world, we're light beings. Are you saying that there are dark beings following us in each scenario to try and continue to trap us? You can look at it as a trap or it's a test to what you have learned. Because mm-hmm. just look at people as you made this contract before you came into this life. It's a lot easier to forgive when you look at them like they're doing this to test me. Because we agreed to this. Like your best friend is going to be your arch enemy in this lifetime or something. It's like now they say like the grandfather like started to piece it together when a lot of things that my mother did weren't my mom. It wasn't her. My grandfather was Mm -hmm. different. And you see it in yourself like with you're a generational curse breaker. And it requires digging into your background and being brave enough to see that. And, And like I said, put the name and the face in it. I mean, but there's. Literally, like, the same exact lines that people have said to you when you were a child, some of these men would say to me, like, I was so naive. I started dating after a divorce, after 23 years of marriage. Mm. Yeah, I was married at 18. And I, well, you're talking about being gullible, like, the all the scant, like, I can't, I can't even. I'm like, one day I'll <laughs> laugh about it, but it was very expensive lessons, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's my main theme for 2023 is discernment. (laughs) And that's no one, no one tells you that that's, that's part of what no one tells you what discernment is. They say, test the spirit, test the spirit. Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel good and warm and you have clarity that is coming from source, anything else, if it makes you feel fear, if it makes you feel that's ego, that's ego and rushed urgency, fear, Guilt, yeah. shame, obligation. Yeah. 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 Not... Like I realized like I would always think people remind me of somebody. Pay attention to that. That's really important. Yeah. Very important. Either it's a past life. Like their eye, I can look at a picture of somebody and their eye, like I'm big on eyes. Well, the eyes are the windows to the soul. They are. <laughs> and people that won't make eye contact with you, there should, there's something there. Or something yeah. there. And it, and it could just be anxiety, but I realize a lot of it is I'm very telepathic. And I've been that way since a kid. And people think you're crazy. I'm like, did you just think or say this? Am I? I'm at the point in my life where I don't care if it sounds crazy or whatever. Like, this is my experience. This is what yeah. it, people try to understand it. They want to apply psychology. Your healing journey is everything. It's religion. It's spiritual. It's It's, we were told like, it's all or nothing. You can't cherry pick. Well, that's what y'all did. Every spiritual practice out there is cherry picking. And that's the part of the journey is you pick what resonates with you. And I tell my father all the time, like, you want us all to be together in heaven. We're all going for the same destination. We're just taking different paths. Which one works for you? Gosh. And for that, and it's like a very fixed mindset for the fundamentalists or for very religious people who you may have in your life, they do not have the mental openness or capacity to understand that there are different paths to the same journey. And every single person has their own unique path. It's fear. It's fear-based. It's a fear-based because it has to be this way because it's what works. Because when you realize the shadow that you have, you'll run to the Bible. You'll run to a church because it makes you feel safe. It gives you a set of rules. I am not a rule follower. I mean, I do now. I know what to listen, but I never liked the system. Everything felt wrong. I just. Yeah, you're not a system rule follower. You are a spirit soul rule follower. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the part of the way showers and the forerunners. Mm -hmm. Religion might give it a different definition, but it it is literally to break the system. Like, no, you don't have to have a nine to five job. You can take time and relax. You are a self-love is not narcissism. It's just a label. Like just be yourself, be weird. Like that's what we are. We're the weirdos and I love it. Yep. None of us are perfect. And as long as we're authentic with each other and we're apologizing and we're real, that's what matters, right? Yeah. It's when you start like what the narcissist does when you start to put the mask up and I'm perfect and no, I didn't say that. That's when that big barrier comes into play. That's when abuse starts to happen because we're all smart enough. We know emotionally that is not correct. And you feel good. You want to know how to identify a narcissist too, but there is a way talk to a narcissist as if, because an empath has a gift. As if they're a (laughs) four-year-old. Yes. But your gift is you fell for them because you saw their inner child. Even though they were presenting the shadow to you, you saw their inner child because that inner child is you. We're all the same inner child. We're all part of the same soul. 
-hmm. If you're trying to figure out discernment, talk to them, respond to them as if you were talking to yourself, that that person that you see in them, that you Mm -hmm. love, talk to them like that. You will receive a response that either you won't receive a response because their guilt, because they know they're playing a role and they're doing their guilt will get to them. So no response is, is the response. Yeah. Where the response that you receive will be pure rage, just like the Wicked Witch and Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I'm melting. Nothing melts. Hatred. Not, hatred will flee. Shame will flee. Everything comes from shame. It will flee in the presence of love. Or it will leave you so bewildered. Now you know better. So you know what it is. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I have my confirmation. I earned another badge in discernment. I was right all along. Yeah. And then you're not creating karma because you're responding in love. And they will. They'll respond in the most absolutely insane of my you're like, what the Yeah, like totally not normal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you're in it and you feel like it's normal because that's all that's another thing is the devil you know. Starts, yeah. Ch- yep, devil you know. And check check in with your gut, but also just start asking people or start researching or listening, like, what is a healthy relationship? Like for me, I didn't know for a long time. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh oh, this is really healthy, right? Because I feared like I was still in a relationship that was toxic, but it was just because I wasn't used to it. I was like, this feels really foreign. I don't know because I was used to the toxic Mm -hmm. and abusive relationships. So, well, part of what tipped me off when there's someone's playing a role, I realized were boys watching TV shows as children and they think it's funny. Because you, as an empath, when you emerge, your sense of humor completely changes. Gaslighting is not funny. It's not yeah. funny to me at all. Because the damage that it does on unearthing all of that, like, it's not funny. Yeah. But that's what brings that light and that healing is the love, like you said. Love is the litmus test and the love is the remedy for yourself. So perfect. I recommend to anyone on their healing journey, if you want to make sense of what happened to you and who you are is I think you do human design. That yeah. is one. Human design with but, astrology. Yeah. But astrology, I, I did it myself, but get your full chart and I unpack that thing. And every single thing that you were made to feel shame for and made fun of, that's you right there. You'll figure it out in your chart. Yeah. Like it's my emotions. Like I, I didn't understand like why movies, why people like going to funerals, I would feel it so deeply. I didn't know what I was. I had no, I have six water signs in my chart out of 12 oh, houses. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. where's, and where's your moon? My moon is Scorpio. My oh, sun yeah. is Pisces. My everything is like all the major are all like water signs. I am a nuclear time. Like I'm just. <laughs> and Emotional being. Absolutely. What we, are you a water sign too or no? I am, no, I'm an earth, earth sign, Virgo sun, Libra air sign, moon, and then Virgo rising. And I have a lot of, I have a stellium in Sagittarius, so I have fire there too. Well, thank you so much. And you want to share with us that you're working on before we conclude? That's poetry right now. Yes, like, poetry um, on medium, correct? I do, I do just, yeah, really shy away from most social media. I not had great experiences on it so yeah I just kind of I shut down right but poetry has been a release for me like okay I have these feelings how can I do it how can I tell a message that 
might be around for years and it's too crazy for people to accept now. And it's, it occupies your brain because you have to think of like double innuendos and, and double, right. double right there. There's a message. It packs, it packs a punch. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Maybe you'll put them together in a book. One day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's amazing not working, just trying to heal, like how your days fill up, don't they? Just yeah, they do. do the body work and, yeah. and I'm very thankful for it. But anyone that thinks that they can't do it, that you're not worth the time, your needs will be met. God, higher source, the higher power, divine source, whatever you want to call it. You deserve it. And the world needs you. We really do. We need your light codes. We need your love and you can do it. I don't care if it's writing a list of one thing that you find joy in. Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely worth it. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. I know you don't have to imagine coming to the realization that the person that you are married to is neither capable or has the desire to love you. You have lived firsthand with a person who has no care or compassion for your difficulties or trials. I remember when I first left my ex, how I felt like I lost everyone. We are not meant to go through these extreme hard times alone. We are meant to heal in community in ritual and in circles and to have people pull us out of our stuck patterns. This is why I've created the Empath Healing Community. We are an uplifting community of like-minded empaths on a similar healing journey. I hold monthly healing circles and coaching Q&A events and a vast growing library of meditations, human design, and narcissist abuse recovery education. If you are ready to discover how unique you are through your human design chart, overcome the pain of your past from narcissistic abuse, and transform from survivor to thriver, then get ready. It will rock your world and bring new light to the fog the narcissist has placed over you. I'm excited to see you subscribe and in the community. As a sampler, hop into the free Empath Healing Facebook community and join the discussion on this episode's topic today. Look out for the live Q&A events there. Click the link in the show notes. What a powerful conversation and a new friend. So I have some points for all my note takers out there, fellow Virgos, talking about spiritual abuse. We covered the signs what is spiritual abuse and generational patterns and how to be the curse breaker. You empath are a light worker and you are a star seed here for a very special reason and your human design chart and astrology can help you gain clarity on your purpose. And of course I can help you in your reading to find your incarnation cross and life's purpose. We talked about signs of spiritual abuse and dark spirits that are at play, acceptance and forgiving yourself with love, shame, guilt, and all the negative fleas away from love. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you take a screenshot, share it to your socials, and tag me, Raven Scott Show, and subscribe to not miss out on the next episode to help you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. Don't forget to grab your free copy of my book on Audible and to answer the question, have you experienced spiritual abuse in the Empath Healing Support Facebook group? All these links are in the show notes. And remember, 
always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just wanna make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe there's something that'll give you relief. There's something that'll have what you need. What you need We're broken, it's tragic, we're not